Welcome back to Rules of the Arena podcast. And please allow me to take this time just to apologize for my absence these last few months. Uh, In case you didn't hear, uh, back in October, I was offered a promotion with my full-time job that did require me to move. And I ended up spending a good time of that month working on transitioning out of my old position and into the new one on top of trying to find a place to live, which was not easy in today's market. But I'm glad I'm finally settled in. The holidays are behind me. And it, even though it took me a little bit longer than I would have liked, I am happy to say that I do have Blind Ninja Studios Studio EC up and running. And just to kick off the new year and kick off the new studio, I am joined this week by the uh, the band, or Taylor, from the band Solemn Swear. And Solemn Swear is a different take on all things in core music. They're unmoored by the convention or expectation. Taylor expresses his lyrical his life lessons and lyrical content as you're soon as you are done listening to my chat uh with taylor make sure you go check out the brand new album hot off the press titled hope my cross and hope cross my heart and hope to fly and this is going to be one of the first tracks i feature on this week's episode uh it's called grow i hope you enjoy it and i hope you enjoy the show
Boom, and we're live. Taylor, welcome. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> uh, going good. <laughs> As we were just talking, kind of bitching about work and life and how difficult it can be. But yeah. uh, would you mind just kind of starting off and introducing folks uh, listening? Yeah, so um, I am Taylor, the vocalist of Solomon Square, um, and we just got done recording our and releasing our record, uh, Cross My Heart and Hope to Fly. So. Congrats on that. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, it's it's been a long time going. Um, I'd say off and on for a, a solid like almost four years that we've been working on that record. So it, it's it's good to finally have that out and and be able to like kind of do things like this and you know, mm-hmm. to market it, I guess, and try to push it and like hopefully people enjoy it. You know, um, we're really proud of these songs. I think that um, with a lot of the difficulties that we've had with this record, I'm pretty sure that like it's just a, a blessing in it in itself that it got to be released in the way that it is. And I'm very thankful for the crew that we had to work on it. So, um, yeah, I just, it, you know, working on this record was, um, kind of difficult at times, but it's, it's, I guess really nice to have that just now there as, as a, like a starting point for us to move forward. Mm-hmm. No, and I'm glad you reached out to me. I'll admit I hadn't heard of you guys before that, your yeah. first message. And I've been jamming the album almost on damn near on repeat since then. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Really? I do, yeah. Oh, no, dude. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I, and I want to get in the album, too. But I, I enjoy some of the samples you use on there for like yep. your intros and stuff. I, it kind of brings me back to that early, kind of, I guess you call it, uh, I don't know, it would be metalcore kind of 2010 2012 era but you your vocals in your the instrumental side of the house very more modern uh you know kind of sound and feel to it and it's a cool blend in my opinion and i I would like to think that it's it's unique in in itself um it has a lot of like old school roots to it yeah Mm -hmm. i I would agree with that so but uh, before we get into all that i just want to know how did you first get involved in music you know, whether it was just kind of listening to it and like you found your jam and then how did that lead over to, I want to be a musician? Man, that's a, that's such a loaded question. When it comes to me. Like, <laughs> we have a, we, we're, we are a weird band. Like, and I say that I'm sure a lot of artists say that, but like, I guess like, okay. So like, starting with like where, how I got into like, I guess music in general, um, I've always just been like a, a really big, fan of anything that can kind of move me um i feel like i'm maybe a, a, an emotionally driven person in a lot of aspects but um some stuff like just affects me i guess in the audio spectrum um and what i mean by that is uh anything that has like a high energy to it um i was just drawn to or atmospheric or had some type of like genuine emotion like uh, to it um I, i've been drawn to that and lyricism and such um, when I first got into music, I'd say like I, my mother gave me uh, a Motley Crue CD, um, <laughs> and I, I I was so into that. Um, just it was a greatest hit CD, and just that was kind of what sparked it. Just the, like when I said like higher energy music, um, and my father was super into anything that had just I guess. You know, these are my words, but um, I guess kind of has like heart to it. You know, he he would um, he wasn't necessarily a singer, but he would sing things that he just genuinely enjoyed. And 
um i just i always grew up around that kind of um we're not necessarily like a super musical family i guess but um just growing up around around these kind of factors it, it just for some reason i latched onto that and um when i got into music like i didn't know that like hard metal i guess existed necessarily <laughs> like i guess like when you when you kind of look at it like motley crew is like not necessarily it's hair metal right yeah um so i got i kind of got into what i guess you consider like this vein of genre uh, of metal uh in high school because i had i had no idea that like this kind of genre existed and i've always wanted to be in a band like a, in, a, in a real band you know um growing up and, and when i was got into high school i didn't know what i wanted to necessarily do in life in general and i kind of just went with things and I, I was really into just having a good time um with just my friends and stuff but we got um i i so i joined what is the tennis team in my high school and i got some friends that um they had just introduced me to a band called the devil wears prada and i think at the solid. time yeah solid solid so i don't know if you can hear that but i think that mike the, their vocalist kind of influenced me a little bit um mm. as, as like a precursor so kind of with that um the the people that i was around um were really into that kind of style of music and, and they introduced me to that and i just a whole it was like the cambrian explosion right like so just so many things <laughs> exploded and this is like 2009 2010 and so like we're listening to things like uh the devil Wars prada and uh, chelsea grin uh, and i just i fell in love with it I, I i couldn't get enough of it it was just so interesting to me and there was a whole i, I I don't know what you would call it necessarily. I guess like a like culture to it. The, the, mm -hmm. There was like the, the I, I call it the warp tour culture. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I just I got so hooked on that as as I was growing up. So, um, I'd say like just that's kind of how it started. And I did I learned that like that was a style of singing. And and you know I I kind of heard of Slipknot before, and I kind of just deep dived hard into it. And um, by my, my junior year, I was starting to do like vocals and I didn't realize that that's what I was going to end up doing, but I just had started doing that. And progressively I had started to do like high school bands and, and I went to college and I was in a band there and uh, later moved up, up uh, North of Indiana and had a, had a band up there too. And just uh, learned the, the tricks in the, of the trade and, uh, kind of hone my skills and here we are today with solemn um i call it solemn as an abbreviation but uh that's that's kind of how i started um so i don't know i don't know if that answers your question kind yeah, of but yeah. that's kind of how it started um and i don't remember the latter half of your question but uh i guess like you know progressively like um where i'm at now it just kind of uh I'd say like, I take a little bit, I, I got so hooked on metalcore that, um, for a while I had to like, I guess, try to find other genres to kind of like differentiate and kind of like give myself a, a refreshed look at music. So, um, 
there was a spell right before we started really recording like the latter half of the record that I was listening to just anything but metalcore. So, um, and by that, I would just kind of like very, um, shoegazy washed out guitars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, when you said you started, you know, by in high school, you're doing vocals and you're in bands and high school and college. I mean, did you ever have that light bulb, you know, goes off that aha moment? I mean, this is what I want to do. Or was it just more the progressive, you know, down the rabbit hole, if you will? Yeah, it, it, it was a little bit of both. Um, so I think I had that moment of, of when it really clicked with me that I felt like I had come into my own style and sound of how I, how I kind of, I don't know, it, it, it was something that like, hey, I actually might be somewhat decent at this maybe. Um, and I don't like to be cocky about like things I do, but um, I don't want to come off that way. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I guess like I don't want to have lead singer syndrome I guess that's what I'm right. <laughs> um, the uh, I think that there was a point where when I was in college and when I dropped out of college um, because I never fully dived head first into anything that I was very passionate about because I, I I'm a very i I'm very passionate about, about this genre of things. And I, I genuinely, I enjoy it and I love it for better, for worse. There's good and bad things about every <laughs> kind of, I guess, uh, group that you're in, I guess, but um, <laughs> the, with the music industry and stuff like that. But um, I, I, I'd say there was a moment where I was kind of like, really into the idea of just being in a real band um kind of like what i said earlier just like i really wanted to be in a real band and when i dropped out i think that's when it kind of clicked with me that i was this is going to be something that's a part of my life forever so does it i mean do you ever feel like it's instead of doing something you enjoy because you enjoy the music and the art you know does it feel like a job or do you worry about it ever feeling like it's a job if you will um, I've had, I've definitely had, I guess what some people can consider burnout, um, in some aspects because I've, I've in, you know, with even the conception and, and the finishing of this record. Cause um, you said, well, before we went online, you said it, what, four years to put this yeah, together? Four, four years. There was a conception where I thought about quitting and just, I had a lot of, uh, just things going on in my life and just, and I feel like this record kind of expresses that in some way. Um, but I just had a lot of things going on in my life that maybe I made the wrong decision. Maybe I, I want to change things about like where I'm headed. Um, just kind of stuff like that, I guess. Not to get like super deep and personal. Um, <laughs> I guess that's, hey, we can go down whatever hole we want to. I mean, well, whatever <laughs> gets we end up going down. But, uh, oh man, uh, I guess like, there were moments where I definitely wanted to quit. Um, and, and that was hard and it kind of heartbreaking. Um, I don't, I don't know. Um, that's hard to say. Like, cause. It did you talk your, yeah, go ahead. No, sorry. Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> uh, did you talk, were you able to talk yourself out of that or were you able to lean on friends and family or the, the other guys in the band to um, kind of just work through that mental, so, uh, uh, I guess right. this is kind of the first time I've expressed that um, publicly, but um, yeah, um, 
I guess like I leaned on other members of, of the band for that. Um, they really like believed in this project and it was because of me, I guess that they had, you know, gotten into this project and I, I kind of like, you know, for the lack of better words, like, I guess, um, kind of put this in, in, in a, in a started motion. Um, and so they believed in this record and they really enjoyed what they were doing and they didn't want to quit. Um, there was also like talks about how, um, it's just that you need to have enjoyment out of what you're doing. Um, and so that's, that's kind of how that kind of went down is like, it doesn't necessarily feel like a job. I do get very overwhelmed with the the social media aspect of things. I'm not necessarily somebody who's very tech savvy, as I've said, before. <laughs> it kind of stresses me out, but, um, I love music and being able to do things like this, like talking to people and gen- who genuinely like, I guess, understand the craft of it and I want to know more about it and just talking shop with about music and stuff like that. So I enjoy this a lot tremendously. Um, yeah. So, and my girlfriend, um, she was very helpful, I guess, in, into being like, just being very supportive for me, um, saying that, as long as you're enjoying what you're doing, it doesn't matter. You don't have to, you know, have, have expectations for anything, just as long as you're enjoying it, you know? And, and that as, as I'm getting older, it kind of, it was like, a, I guess a, a light bulb of, you know, an aha moment of as long as I'm happy with it, that's all that matters. So. And uh, this bring it back a little bit to the vocal side I mean, you said you started off high school, like before, and but I mean, are you completely self-taught? Because I mean, whether you're singing in metalcore or opera or you know jazz, your vocal your vocal cords are a muscle. If you wreck those, you're kind of up shit's creek. I mean, yeah. Did you reach out to anybody for tips, tricks, or take any lessons, anything like that? When it came to scream vocals, no. Um, I guess that's the kind of term I'm going to call it. Um, the, the harsher tones. Um. And a lot of people want to put labels on all that. And I think that we're still kind of discovering that maybe a little bit. Um, I think we're getting more dialed in. Um, I kind of do like, I guess what they call false courting. Mm -hmm. uh, Which I just learned about a few months ago uh, or earlier this year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Well, it's interesting to me because like a lot of the vocalists that I listen to, they do more of like, I guess that fry style. Um, And I'm super into that power driven, like very, it's impressive to me. Like, they may not have the range, but they have just a very consistent power driven and they, they are able to get so many syllables and note, notes out that, that I think it's, that's impressive to me. And I'm not like that. And I didn't sound like that when I first started. And it just kind of was something that I kind of went into, just jumped in it, cannonball, um, whatever doesn't hurt and <laughs> kind of um, sounds good to my ears and flows right. And it wasn't necessarily anything that I looked up or like, you know, you see now on YouTube, all, all these like things like how to do this, like how to scream. And like, how, I, that never was a thing for me. Um, I have always, I guess, been self-taught. Yeah. Any have you? I mean, has there ever been a point where maybe you felt yourself pushing too far? I mean, what's the so, you had to take a break and recover from that? 
I know about my limit of, I guess I can feel where, you know, it, like you said, it's a muscle. Um, you could be doing everything right from just the people I've been around and the things I've seen, like you can do everything right and still kind of hurt yourself. So it's something you have to be very cautious about and do every precautionary measure in it possible that you can control. Um, that's how I, I've been able to maneuver around this and navigate through the art form. Um, but it's something that I'd say I can do a very um, vast amount of it, but I know, I guess like recording this record, it's, it's, I, I did reach my limit on, on some, some studio dates that I wasn't necessarily done. I had more drive in me, but I knew that I shouldn't push it because I will be a little bit more hoarse than I should normally be. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's something that it just, I try to, I want to be able to have a longevity with it as much as I can, because this is something I do enjoy. Um, and it is a creative outlet for me. So, um, I, I it's there, there, I have hit walls. Um, and I know that, Hey, this doesn't feel right. I should probably stop. Um, and thankfully I've not had any problems, but I'm not like all these, a lot of other people who are touring every, every day. So. Right. <laughs> and I've is never... it just, is it just, sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No, you're fine. You're fine. Is it just you doing vocals on the album? Because listening to it, I mean, you have some very clean soft side, but then you also hit some really wicked fucking lows and, and mids. And the, the uh, growls on there, like, I, you know, first time I was listening to the album the first time, I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. You know, it has that, like we were, I was saying before, you know, that 2010 vibe. And then all of a sudden you hit those lows. It's like, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> it just really just depends on what track you're talking about. Because we have, I, I've kind of nicknamed it the creature feature. Um, there's <laughs> there's so many um, talented artists that have been in the process of helping with this band in general. Um, we have three, this is pretty much core members. Um, and we are looking for a guitar player side note. Um, we can maybe get into that later. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so I guess the, so the, the only cleans that I have done on this record, and that's, it's weird for me to say cleans because that's not something I've ever done. I I've always enjoyed cleans. And I think that, you know, I listen to bands like, you know, micro relocate and, uh, outlining color and stuff like that. Like, they have a very huge contrast of vocal styles. I mean, you have the, again, like a 2010 style, um, what was me and, and I, even Prada does have that kind of contrast, but sink my teeth is the only, um, track that I am clean singing on. So that is all me. That's all, the only, yeah. Um, that's all me. Um, as far as like features, um, we have Chris who does the cleans on, Chris Acosta, um, he is a really amazing vocalist and a huge friend of mine. He did the cleans on Cross. Um, shout out to him and his band Rivers. Um, just uh, he did the cleans there. Um, and there were a brief moment where um, Colin Slow, uh, a friend of mine as well, he was the indie band uh, and did the cleans on Vanquish. That little clean section um, and the um chorus in grow um, and he also i believe he wrote most of the instrumentation um because we ha chris had emailed me and we kind of 
email back and forth and we were kind of like writing riffs and stuff like that together and like talking about it. And, um, he had a basis and then, um, Colin, I think wrote the rest of the, what you hear as grow now. Um, there was a, a precursor to that, but, um, Colin was a huge impact on grow. So he's the other clean vocalist mm-hmm. or did cleans on this record. And just to wind things back a little bit of, of, you know, about four years ago, I mean, how did, how did everybody meet and how did the, how did that turn into what is now Solomon swear? Oh man. Um, so I used to work, uh, up North in Indiana. Um, and just, or, uh, just so, well, I have to backtrack a little bit. So <laughs> I met Thomas in college and we were in a college band together. Um, just did gigs here and there and from anywhere from Indianapolis to like Evansville. And we had a lot of fun doing that. And he and I like really enjoyed each other's capabilities, I think. And, um, he was always the drummer for everything that I had like kind of done off and on um ever since then and a phenomenal phenomenal artist and i i I actually feel like i'm outclassed in every aspect of these the other other uh, musicians that are in this project um it's it's crazy they are super talented um i met thomas in college and he's always somebody that was willing to jump on anything that i had done um and very thankful for that and when i uh worked up north i met um trevor trevor is the uh, synth and keys on all of the record um and he approaches music in a very very odd way and it's just something that like i i had briefly kind of explored as far as like musical tastes um around that time that i was kind of like taking a break from like just metal um and he approaches stuff in such a unique way and he's, he's super into the electronic side of things. And I really wanted him to help, I guess, give a a depth to our sound. And there was a moment where I just, I heard something he had done on his solo project and I wanted him to be a part of the group. So I messaged him and got a hold of him. Um, and, basically asked him and he was down. So that was <laughs> kind of a, a done deal. Cause he had seen, um, we had released a, a version of vanquish that, um, is our music video that he is unfortunately not a part of, but this is before he was in the band. Um, and he saw the potential, I think, and really enjoyed what we were doing and he wanted to be a part of it. So, um, very thankful that he jumped on board and when he did and he helped finish the record and I attribute a lot of what we have to him too. So um, he kind of has this approach of like Mick Gordon. Um, the, I don't know if you know the doom soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. He, he has that background and stuff like that. So I think that's really cool and interesting. And I think that we're headed into a, a music explosion, another Cambrian explosion analogy um, in that direction as well. When it comes to like um, intense music. So, um, and I, and also met, um, our producer, um, who is also does a lot of the guitar playing, uh, along with Colin, um, um, Wyatt Roberts is the producer and Colin 
um, I met them at the same place, um, that I met Trevor, um, and we all worked together and stuff like that in different departments and just kind of, I don't know, everything kind of meshed together and the end result was this record really. <laughs> so I mean, how did you guys come up with the, with the band name? I mean, were you just throwing shit against the wall and see what sticks or did you have a, you know, that idea already there and just had to mold it out? So when it came to this, this, uh, band, um, conceptually, I, I had a lot going on in my life and I, I really wanted to, I'm trying to think of the words. So I wanted to come up with this philosophy esque name, um, just an ideology that I wanted this band to be about and something that like, I really felt like I kind of could stand behind and, um, I wanted to really have a message with the name and have it mean something instead of it just be, you know, oh, we thought this sounded cool. Um, I don't know. I take myself too seriously, maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, but solemnly swear is is uh, I, I I named it after a song from an artist that I genuinely enjoy um, and this song is um i believe to be um directly named after the harry potter quote i believe um don't quote me but I'm, i believe <laughs> and i didn't know that necessarily um i just i saw what the definitions of the words meant and to me i wanted to make a promise to myself to never give up on myself um genuinely give myself an honest assessment of where I was at in life and be true to myself and be honest about what I wanted and where I was going. And I think that name really captured it. Um, just swearing that I'm, I'm not going to give up on myself. So, and that's, that's kind of how this name came to fruition. So when did you start writing songs together and then put the name or did you have the name in place? And then, all right, cool. Let's, let's start hammering out an album. Um, interestingness about that, I guess, um, if that's not even a word, um, <laughs> the it's whole, the internet. We can make up shit. <laughs> yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's make up anything. Right. Um, with, uh, we started writing discount, discount drugs, um, with myself and just Wyatt, the producer. And we, he kind of made it, made a hook with that. And I was kind of throwing together just these lyrics that I had already pre-written and um, kind of forming them and, and putting them into a way that the, they made sense for the song. And that's actually how all the songs on this record are. Um, the songs were kind of written instrumentally with a, a, a feeling in mind and what they were kind of about, but loosely. And then um, I had a catalog of, of lyrics and poems that I've written that I wanted to have a song written about. And, and it's kind of formulaically just making a flow with those and, and calculating that together. Um, but we were in the middle of writing discount and I couldn't think of anything that really at the time and I was in Wyatt's studio and 
I asked him what he thought of that because, and I had, I had it in my head, like, this is what it means to me. And he agreed that that was, that was a solid name. And we kind of looked up other, other avenues of like, uh, like search engines, like making sure that wasn't somebody else's band name. And, and to, and, and at that time we didn't see anything. So, um, that was kind of how we came up with that name. And we, I, I imagine the, uh, it's gotta be difficult. You know, like you said, you're searching for names, you know, I, and I know too, way too many people in the beer industry. And that's the number one thing is that uh, trying to create a new beer name, what's not already copyrighted or, and such. Is it the same way? And I mean, there seems to be more with the, with the internet, there seems to be more and more bands coming out because it's much more accessible to get music out into the world. Right. Right. Um, I mean, you have independent artists releasing records all the time. Right. So, um, we just tried to avoid using anybody else's already made titles. I'm not sure all the legality behind all that. Um, that's something that we genuinely like, we didn't want to step on anybody's toes or anything. And, and there are bands all the time that have the same name, but they have, you know, their, their state or where, what region they're from around the globe (laughs) next to their name. Um, and is i i i don't necessarily know as i i just assume like just don't don't be rude about it <laughs> um, uh, you know and that's we genuinely um like the name and we wanted to use it and so far we have I think everything's okay with it. So, <laughs> so back in, uh, I want to say end of October, early November, something like that. August burns a red. Uh, my buddy, Brandon Watson, his solo project, Misery's End, and another band, I can't remember who, all on the same day released a song called Vengeance. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> so I was giving him a little bit of shit because, of course, he's the new, it was his first EP that he ever released. And here's these two heavyweight bands also dropping i'm like yeah it's like oh, oh at least you can just ride the hashtag <laughs> yeah yeah you can just ride the hashtag and maybe somebody will find find your stuff in that right. mix yeah um yeah that 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 kind of stinks at the same time too um that hasn't necessarily happened to me uh, um and i and i hate that for him that that stinks um but uh, we were watching actually like kind of when we should release the record and a lot of bands kind of release things through the fall. And I think with the, you know, the pandemic, um, a lot of bands have been in the studio because they haven't been able to tour live. And so you're getting a little bit more releases than what is normal, I guess, quote unquote mm-hmm. normal um, <laughs> for the music industry. So maybe we, we were kind of looking at like, well, let's, let's do, November drop. Um, and that kind of worked out. We didn't know how many other artists were trying to drop something on that specific day, but we dropped it and it seemed to work out. And I don't think I found any other bands necessarily that have the same like titles of any of our tracks. So that's good. (laughs) uh, Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's gotta be rough. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's uh, that's why I'm on this side of the house. You know, I'll just stay with the with the podcast world. That and nobody ever wants to hear me sing. It's just better for them that way. <laughs> oh. Oh, maybe maybe in a future solemn record <laughs> that happens. <Yeah. laughs> I'm professional in my car when I'm by myself or in the shower. That's that's about it. Right. Yeah. But uh, for you, you said you had you know, a bunch of, of songs and or lyrics and poems already written out. I mean, what's that? What's the process like for you when you're putting together? I kind of avoid. Well, I kind of avoid like trying to write like specifically like super specific things. I try to make things a very artistic way of like how I'm feeling and like just things that I see happening around me and just in the world, I guess. Um, it, it's one of those things where this is kind of like like a topic that's particularly um i guess like particularly like um close close to my my thoughts on the matter i guess maybe um because like a lot of this whole record's about like just personal things um just like personal um yeah just personal things in general but um i kind of I have a, I don't know, my brain works in a weird way, I guess. Um, I don't know how many other people necessarily like, there's probably a lot, but I kind of think of these like flow hooks uh, in a weird way. Um, I, <laughs> I, um, but I kind of get like a groove in my head necessarily. Um, and I kind of like try to put into words in a, in a poetic way of, of what I'm feeling or what I'm, what I'm thinking. And that's kind of how I come up with these, um, about the specific topic and that's kind of how I come up with um, the lyrics to what I have. Um, usually I'm, I'm trying to, and I have in mind like kind of what I think the chorus should say and what the intro should say and the verses and such. So yeah, there, there is some, I guess, method to it. It's not all just random words and, um, and I try to think of like rhyming patterns and, and such when it comes to that. But uh, for me, it's, just a just a, like a, a free style poem amalgamation of just what i what i have about a certain topic so that's kind of how it starts when you have once i mean so you have all these lyrics and everything written up already and are you just going through and listening to what the other guys put together instrumentally and and just trying to figure out what do you feel works best i mean a lot of time yeah um a lot of time a couple of tracks on this record it was like that um i know i kind of pitched to them what i think like what i kind of think the record need needed um or needs the song needs in general um how i feel about what 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 where to put the song or where i think it should fall and um i kind of give examples of what i i think should be going on or or of of that kind of caliber maybe and they kind of write around that mood and that that feeling or i i use this word like cinematic in a way um and i think that cross kind of has that um we were kind of wanting to write a cinematically big song something that sounded epic right um because we have this very driven song that's i would say not necessarily ballady but like power metally in a way uh, for vanquish um just these these songs are just inspired of just a a feeling or or some type of like a um i guess like a 
uh, a a very specific mindset, maybe. So that's kind of like you know, this is what the song's about, and this is kind of what I was thinking for it, and that's kind of how I pitch it. And then they come up with something, and we kind of vote on that, and that's how it moves forward. So, any, any speed bumps in the you know, along the way with that? I mean, because you get five, six people in a room, that's five, six egos with five, yeah. six different artistic yeah. views on something. Yeah. Um, and it's a, that's a classical story for any band, I guess. But um, we, I, I kind of come up with the concepts, and um, really, it's it's been we say like hit or miss on something, um, and kind of say what we think and feel about the certain like track or what it needs, and we kind of let it be its own thing and kind of develop, and we we kind of work it out whether or not we think it it, it fits or not. Um, Cause right now we only, it's myself, Trevor and Thomas um, that really kind of like orchestrate everything together. Um, so we have, I guess like differences on what we think, um, how the track should necessarily go. Um, and that's, that's, we've had like, you know, meetings in general about what we want out of it and what we think should happen. Um, I think we've navigated through that fairly well, though. So has the has the whole process, I mean, for you individually and together, has it changed over you know, from four years ago to leading up to <laughs> putting the final final project together? Yes, yes. Um, oh, my gosh. This was. So. It, there's so many moving parts and pieces. Um, and now I think we've got it more, uh, solidified on what we're going to do is navigating through it. Um, like I said before, we don't have a guitar player, so we kind of outsource that and kind of, um, have ghostwriting help and stuff like that. Um, we, and again, we have our producer Wyatt, who's helped tremendously with that, that, um, at least to fill that slot. But, um, the songwriting process kind of started with me just heading into the studio and we're going to keep working and hammering stuff out and see what fits, what doesn't we're going to, and and that was kind of like, that was our version of throwing stuff at the wall, um, (laughs) (laughs) seeing what stuck. Um, and when we got a couple of songs underneath our catalog, I guess we started honing it in like what we think works and what doesn't, um, songwriting process is I'll, we'll kind of like get a, like a riff or Trevor will come up with like some synth keys and have like a song structure in, in mind. And I'll kind of say like, we need more of this section or, or not. And um, we kind of build it from there all via um, like online and kind of send, you know, Dropbox stuff to each other and Google, Google drive files. Um, and it's kind of started with, with that. And then, Thomas will put his drums to it and then I go in and I record. So um, yep, I would yep. love, I'd love to be able to someday like get all of us in one room. Um, we all live in separate um, cities. So that's why we did everything um, that way. And plus the pandemic and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to orchestrate through that. Um, but we, we made it happen and we made it work. Um, I think that this record wouldn't have turned out this way if it weren't for that. So I think that this is such a unique record in general. Um, 
because we've had so many different moving parts. And I think that that's why you get so many different like genre flares in different spots. I don't know if you feel that way, but um, I, I do. I think that there's quite a bit of different like diversity with all these songs. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I can definitely hear the diversity, but I think as an L, like you look at each song individually and you weren't attached to no track label, no band name or anything like that. It sounds really good. But then you put it together as an album, it still flows together and you can tell it's still the same artist, you know, the same group together. But it's this, you know, different, you know, it's like a box of chocolates, you know, if you will, to go back yep. to Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I think that that I've never thought of it that way. But, yeah, I think you're right. Um, I think that there's different kind of different flares and different flavors um, that kind of go along with these boxes of chocolates. I mean, you can you know, you get a specific brand of chocolates that has a diversity of what they have in the, in the box. And, um, we, we had, I did like we, every song is just all over the place as far as like inspirations and ideas of what we had, what we wanted. And, um, just kind of like, we wanted to be able to be not boxed into a specific sound or genre necessarily. We wanted to have like, yeah, we wanted to be able to have a ribbon over it and say, this is solemn.
right? And that that I'm really glad that you feel that way because <laughs> we um we we worked really hard on that. <laughs> um, and we did want to have like just left field songs, definitely. So we were kind of worried that not necessarily worried uh, me. I would say the word worry for myself, but uh, I was kind of interested to see how a lot of people would take it because I think that it's kind of, yes, we have the umbrella of metalcore, but there's a little bit of everything in that record. (laughs) (laughs) It seems, I don't know if it's this, you know, time age tradition of more professional media than myself uh, always, or maybe it was just the, you know, the radio where the single goal going back to the fifties was to make a song that's going to make it on the radio that can people listen to. And the average American, the average listener time uh, um, span is like two and a half, three minutes, something like that. I think the studies used to be, yeah. but everybody had to fit in this box of you are this genre, you know, uh, Metallica is thrash metal. They can't do anything but thrash metal, but then they come out with nothing else matters, which is nothing like, you know, anything that they had before that. And now here we are in a time where, you know, talking to more and more artists is that they don't want to be put in this little box. I mean, do you worry about that? You know, somebody, you know, say some schmuck with a microphone on a podcast goes, yep, this is a metalcore band. This is what they do. And then people then that's their, that's their image of you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily, I guess, worry about it. Um, I guess that could be a problem. You know, I've thought about it before. Um, ultimately, yes, we are, we have a very heavy rooted metal, metal core, even background, um, just that, that DIY hardcore venues style. Um, it, it, those are my words, I guess for it. Um, but I think that, I think the music will speak for itself. Um, I kind of enjoy, you know, not to name drop, I guess, but like what bring me the horizon did, you know, they, they don't want to do the same album every single time. And I get that. I get that because I mean, not everybody has the same mood all the time. Not everybody has the same inspirations on on the same genre every time. So, and I, I think that that kind of speaks to musicianship. I think that speaks to, um, I guess like what, what you're feeling at the time, what you're ready to listen to, what you don't want to listen to. Um, like because there are times where you know people are in different moods and they want to listen to different things and i think that people who come from different like genre backgrounds i guess could listen to us and i think that they could find at least something in one track that they kind of enjoy or understand like where it came from Um, because we have a song that i think is kind of industrial based so i think some people who are like industrial music could listen to that and be like yeah they're a metalcore band but there's some influence here so I, I think that I think the music could speak for itself on the record um, of what we're doing or what we're mm-hmm. at least trying to attempt to do, you know? Um, yeah, that's my take on it. <laughs> <laughs> but how's the what's the response been like, you know, since you've dropped the album, I mean, friends, family, the the Internet collective, if you will. <laughs> the, the collective. Um, <laughs> I mean, so far it did as, as expected, I think. Um, and we're coming right out of the gate with this is our first record been kind of off and on social media and trying to hone in everything that we wanted to do and what this was about. And, um, I'd say like, we don't have like, you know, nearly as many people as we probably 
like originally thought, but I think that it's still growing. It's something that we can't necessarily put our, um, uh, our, our, I guess our, our, a grasp on like where it actually is because with us being like just brand new right off of the first record release, we don't necessarily have a following, I guess. So, and that's kind of something that we've, looked at as far as like playing live and stuff like that and how the future is going to be. Um, we, we really, you know, we put a lot into it and we just hope people like it. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's not, it's, it's not something that we were like, Oh, super worried with like how every, every person is going to perceive it maybe, but I, I don't know. I feel like we did what we wanted to do and we're happy with what, what the end result was. And as far as like fans go, we've had a couple people message us and say like, Hey, you actually did it. Like, that's awesome. Just friends and stuff like that. Um, and we're hoping that, you know, more people, the more time goes on, we'll listen to it. So how do you and, and the rest of the guys feel now that the album's complete, it's out there, you've released it into the wild, if you will. <laughs> into the wild. Yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> it is. It has been released. Um, yeah. Uh, that's relief or it, it is. I think it's like, a sense of accomplishment. I feel like I, I live my life now um, as I'm getting older, kind of like accomplishments of some of stuff, things kind of like maybe a sense of pride, I guess. Um, it's, it's like a, wow, we did that. And that's, I think that's really cool. And not a lot of people get to do that. And that's, and I think I should, you know, we should take, take that as, you know, we shouldn't take that for granted. Um, and it is, I guess, relief, but it's, we just did it because we wanted to and we're, we genuinely love the craft and, and just, it's a part of who we are and we're just happy to be able to do it. You know, um, I, I have, we haven't necessarily had a meeting since, since the release of it necessarily like the day before. Um, but you know, the numbers on it, it's something that like, we're not going to necessarily like, obsess over and like have our hair fall out over it. um, (laughs) We're just happy to be able to do it in general. And so I think the more time goes on, I think the more um, accessible people will be able to find it um, accessible. It'll be so. Yeah. (laughs) And plans on album two in the works yet, or still trying to take some time off and breathe a little bit. We wanted to breathe a little bit for sure. We wanted to breathe. Um, We were, we were talking like some like Trevor uh, has been talking to me and we were, we've got something in the works as that he's been working on that he's wanted to do with our tracks and kind of put more um, emphasis on certain things in the tracks that um, almost like a reimagined thing. So I'm not, I'm not necessarily going to spill too much of the beans, but um, we, we've been talking about doing stuff like that. Um, There are more releases coming as far as record two, we're not necessarily ready, but we we would like to um, do another one. Um, I think we'd like to probably play out live a couple of shows at least. Um, we were talking about the realisticness of us being on tour is we still need to find a guitar player to, to at least play live with us. So um, we're still in the in the market. We're having someone to at least play live with us if they're willing and kind of work out how that's gonna gonna look in the future. Um, I'd say. You know, we'll, we'll probably slowly accumulate the tracks for that, but that's going to just come with time. Um, 
we don't necessarily have a release date in mind or anything like that, but we have more of a, an idea of like how each other like flow as far as work and um, kind of how we work together. So I think that there may be a little bit better of a flow of cohesion and maybe take a little bit less time for how, how things work and when it gets released and stuff like that. And from the starting point, it may not take four years this time, but Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, any plans on, have you started to look at venues or be show opening some shows up for other bands and stuff in your area or areas since you're spread out? Yeah. Oh, we just started. We've just started that. Um, We kind of want to make it like, I guess something that, you know, with all of our different work schedules, we want to make it easy for everybody and not make it like, you know, somebody has to drive three hours just to get to the other side of the state. <laughs> you get paid five bucks. and <laughs> Right. Right. <laughs> it's not something that is necessarily feasible to, you know, I guess say um, um, we could make it work, I guess, to like play anywhere, but it's, it's going to have to be working that out and making sure that we have the ability to do it. You know, <laughs> that's kind of where we are with that. Have you guys heard to talk and kind of, you know, kind of plan out, you know, hey, if we play a show in, you know, City A, yeah, how are we going to do this logistically? Uh, so lo- logistically, we have kind of figured out what, what it would take. Um, and that's what we, we're actually in the middle of doing um, currently, I think. Um, we still don't want to necessarily solidify any dates, but we're, we're talking to venues and getting a relationship with certain um like contacts for that and promoters. And we really just need to get our set lineup, <laughs> our lineup um, <laughs> certified first. But um, if we really wanted to play, we, we could make it happen. It's just being very thorough about it because we want to make sure it's uh, possible. We don't want to just bite up more than we can chew. Um, there are events that we've kind of, been asked to play and i think um we're kind of working that out what it's going to realistically be um nothing solidified yet either nothing like set in stone but um we have we're in that that's literally what we're in the middle of doing currently so um it's just getting a solid lineup together is is the first step of that well and from now uh, more importantly you know where can people find you on social media if they want to follow along the band and where of course where can they find cross my hook Cross my heart in hope to fly. Excuse me. <laughs> um, you can find our music, I think, anywhere on any platform now. Um, not sure about like I think Deezer. I don't. I'm not sure about about that one. But I know that we are on Spotify, uh, iTunes, uh, YouTube. Um, it, Spotify is is the main component. I, I I think that most of our listeners are at currently. Um, but you can find us on YouTube and anywhere else. Um, I believe it's out everywhere it should be. So um, we've uh, got our handles might be a little bit spread out, but you should be able to find us under anything that says solemnly swear official music. So that's, awesome. that's our handle. One last question for you. Uh, if there's an individual or a band listening and they're where you were four years ago with the putting together their first tracks and working on their first EP or album, what advice would you offer up to them man oh man um be patient genuinely give yourself some time to let the music and everything that you're working on 
settle and be very thorough in, in how you approach it. Um, give yourself the ability to sit on it and give, give yourself some time to let it kind of stir. Um, but don't, don't fester on things and, and nitpick it to the point where you, there's a fine balance there. Um, but I'd say initially give yourself some time to absorb what's, what's happening with it. So that, that is my advice. Awesome. Thank you again for taking the time to do this. And yeah. when you guys get some, when you get a new, a new release or album out, whatever the case may be, by all means, let's get you back on the show. It'd be cool to talk to everybody behind the project. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we could, we, hopefully we can make that happen. Um, we may not all be in the same, necessarily the same room, but we could, we could try to make something like that happen. I'm sure that the other guys would be okay with that. That, and if uh, you were to happen to come play a show in St. Paul, Minnesota at Amsterdam, uh, I believe it's Bar and Bar and Hall, uh, you should definitely do that and do something in person. Yeah, yeah. Um, all I need is the contact info and uh, again, solidify our lineup. Um, I keep telling people to play shows here. I really got to call the bar and be like, Hey, who do I, who do I send to talk to you? <laughs> well, when you find out, let me know. Right. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll find out how that, how that would unfold. So, right. well, thanks again, man. I appreciate it. And if you just want to hang out for a bit and we can talk about the logistics and thank you everyone for tuning in this week. I will catch you next time. Thank you again, everyone, for taking the time to tune in this week and each and every week, whether you're on an audio-only platform or you're checking out the YouTube channel. Make sure you keep up to date with future guests, live recordings, and new episodes by following the show on Facebook and Instagram at Rules of the Arena Podcast. And many of you have asked, how can you help out? If you'd be so kind, head over to Apple Podcasts, Audible, Spotify, or wherever you're listening, drop a review and make sure to leave a comment on there. And let me know what you think about the show. I always enjoy reading those. If you like the show, share it with your friends and family tell them if, if you think they might want to check it out and listen you know share it with them really does help me out and you can all even share on instagram facebook i really appreciate those shout outs and now i do have a website up and running if you head over to rules of the arena podcast where you can see the brand new line of shirts sweatshirts tank tops i got laptop cases phone cases all sorts of good stuff over there and don't forget to check out my other show called no story left behind you can follow nslb on facebook and instagram at no story left behind podcast and all episodes are released on their own feed wherever you find your favorite shows and I also have the episodes on youtube as well just under the roa channel just click in the nslb playlist and if you have any questions concerns show ideas or would like to be a guest on the show please shoot me an email gordon at blindninjastudios.com and rules of the arena and no story left behind are produced and distributed by blind ninja studios make sure you go follow them on facebook or instagram at blind ninja studios or on twitter blind underscore ninja and this next track is called cross my heart and hope to fly thank you again everyone and we'll catch you next week
Bastards! I will.